Welcome to Statscast at 7.35 a.m. Saturday, the 29th, oh my God, 29th of May, 2021. My God, what happened to May? Well, it's early in the morning and Rinny and I are uh, setting forth on an early morning Saturday walk as we did last week, actually. But, uh, yeah, we haven't podcast for a week, have we, Runes? So better get back to it. Um, so, yeah, thanks for joining us. We're going to get straight on with it. Well, that's a bit of a disaster. Somehow, I managed to not record any of that. So, this will test my spontaneity. <clears throat> I'm gonna have to go around again, really, much to your delight. And, uh, well, well, we'll see how much of what we just covered we can uh, remember. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, Rooney. <clears throat> well, I, I spent quite a bit of time, and I'll, I'll tell, tell it again, talking about the, uh, the dinner party, not the dinner party, the lunch party we went to <clears throat> last Sunday. Ooh. What's that, Rooney? Something scrabbing on it away on the other side of the fence. I don't know if you've heard all the bird song that we recorded. Of course it's not quite so close to dawn now so the birds aren't really singing quite as enthusiastically as they were. But never mind. It's still early. It's about 8.12 and uh, yeah, I was talking about the uh, the waning gibbous moon. Well, I was I was saying they didn't sleep that well, <clears throat> really, because uh, there was this big bright moon shining through my bedroom window. <clears throat> it woke me up at about three o'clock in the morning, and uh, and I um, I got up to have a look at the moon, which was impressive, you know, beautiful, and. Uh, I became aware of a lot of voices, you know, merry, partying sounding voices coming from a house down below us. But actually, you know, we're in the mountain, all, all the sort of sounds reverberate around. And uh, it was a French uh, group, you know, shouting and screaming loudly in French. I could, I could, I could hear this lady singing, uh, singing, shouting. And the guys were like talking over her and, you know, it was all very merry stuff. <clears throat> but, uh, oh God. But, um, that was going on till, till oh God knows what time. <laughs> so I was finding it quite hard to get a good night's sleep last night. But it didn't really matter. Um, but uh, 
and the, the moon, what was really impressive was the moon was really quite bright. Not a full moon, but a gibbous moon, if you know what that is. It's like sort of less than full, but much more than half. <clears throat> and it was reflecting on the surface of the sea uh, really quite brightly. And you could see, you could pick out the fishing boats that were out at night. It was a beautiful, beautiful scene. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, well, the passing didn't really bother me that much, but it just kept me awake for a while. But uh, yeah, so speaking of partying, the um, Sunday party we went to was at uh, our neighbours, <clears throat> Michelle and Carl. They wanted to have a sort of like a street party, and then, as, as you would call it in America, where you invite people who live in, in the same street. So we did, you know, we met, um, there was an English couple called Bill and Jenny, who lived just two up from us. And uh, he is an accountant of some sort, and she's in HR, and uh, they commute to and from Gibraltar every day. Park their car up on the Spanish side of the border so they don't have to drive through customs and just walk across. Interesting. Anyway, they're a nice couple, and uh, we met a Swedish couple called, well, as I heard it, uh, and Linda. <laughs> when he introduced me, I, I don't, you know, that's what I heard anyway. <clears throat> Couldn't really make sense of how on earth you spell any of that, but let's try and go with the phonetic, you know, what I heard. So, Kelly. I, I, you know, try to burn it into my psyche so I didn't forget. <clears throat> and uh, anyway, we were talking away, and um, we are talking about Eurovision, because uh, we'd stayed up the night before to watch it. I haven't done that since I was a child. <laughs> it hasn't changed much, but uh, it was quite good fun. And of course, it was a topic of conversation, because the Europeans are much more you know, take it much more seriously, I think, than the Brits do. Well, <clears throat> perhaps the Brits ought to take it a bit more seriously because we came away with really zero points. I mean, the poor guy. <laughs> the song wasn't that bad, but talk about a country with no mates. <laughs> That's the UK now. Nobody, nobody gave us any points. Not the judges, not the public. You know, they split the voting now. The judges do half the voting and the other half is phone-in. Not one vote. Poor guy. I mean, I, I thought, because you're not allowed to vote, you know, from the UK, because obviously, you know, that's going to skew it. So they don't accept any votes from uh, the country of origin. But uh, I thought, well, I'm here in Spain. I could, I could give him a vote. It's too late. I mean, there you are, Runes. What are you doing? Hanging back a bit. Nothing. Not a single vote. <laughs> Serves us right for Brexit, isn't it? Um, but the songs that stood out, Iceland, superb. I mean, it, superb because it was so bad. They were they were playing, I think, on the the the, the film, the movie, Eurovision. You know, with Will Ferrell. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, give it a go. It's so funny, and it's so you know like reality. <laughs> but. Uh, <clears throat> Iceland, yeah, they were taking the mickey for sure with their entry. 
And then, of course, they have all these serious entries. I thought Portugal was good, but they didn't get many votes either. <clears throat> the ones that got the votes were like Switzerland. I mean, I don't to offend anybody who's Swiss or anything, so don't take this the wrong way, but uh, that was that was a god-awful song. <laughs> this guy singing in really high falsetto, it, it was just painful to listen to. But anyway, he was leading, you know, the judges, but luckily the public <laughs> voted him down. <laughs> but the one that, you know, the public really loved, and it won, was Italy. <clears throat> Heavy rock and roll type song, guys in no shirts, and the, and the girl on the lead guitar. <laughs> She had bell bottoms and sparkly suit and everything. It was like going back to the 70s. <laughs> it was quite, quite good. And the one that everybody thought was going to win, France, this, this woman <laughs> with a kind of like a 1950s hairstyle singing in the, in the sort of vein of Edith Piaf. You know, that throaty, deep, <clears throat> lots of rolling R's. <laughs> it was called Voila. <laughs> And she kind of comes to a crescendo at the end where she kind of thrashes the air with her arm going, voila, 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 voila. I thought this is, yeah, not getting my vote. But Michelle, whose party it was, she loved it. And we heard it about five times. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, Mick Jagger, when asked, you know, Mick, what's the secret to making a hit record? He said, repetition. And I now know what he means, because by the end of the lunch party, I think I quite liked that Voila song. <laughs> we heard it so many times. <laughs> it was quite good, but it started off by not liking it. Anyway, it was a great, great party, and uh, everything perfect. You know, Michelle is a designer, interior designer, and uh, so her house is gorgeous. <clears throat> Makes me feel inadequate with our house next to her because ours is like you know the original rustic and we haven't really fiddled with it <laughs> and she turned it into like a seven star hotel star <laughs> but I like the way it is in our house you know you've still got the old terracotta tiles and the planters out the front terrace I like it anyway that's neither here nor there but uh we were um, all out on their terrace, which is gorgeous, white marble and everything, and uh, having this quite international event, really. And um, I was talking to Kelly, <laughs> and uh, he, he said to me at one point, John, I hear you're writing a book. <laughs> Put me on the wrong foot. So I said, what? Well, yes, I mean, no, I did write a book many years ago, but I've never had it published or anything. Oh, you know, I like to read that. I said, really? You know, you always get a little intrigued, a little intrigued when people say they want to read your book. <laughs> it's usually a sympathy vote. But um, anyway, I think that was the, you know, the intro into... <laughs> Michelle then said, well, I get you. <laughs> He's a famous writer in Sweden. Really? Oh yes, he sold millions of books. Oh God, really? This guy's about 40 years old, or perhaps a bit younger, very young kids. Morris and Leah, I think his boys are called, yeah, English names. They're, they're about like three and five or something. 
just the age group that he's writing for. He writes kids' books. And he's a smart, smart guy because he's also done some sort of psychology. And uh, so his books are designed to help kids fall asleep. Well, what parent doesn't want that when you're dying to start your evening and get your kids off to sleep? And so he sold millions. I subsequently found out. I mean, it was kind of dawning on me as we were talking, but he's written these books like, I think he started off with something called The Rabbit That Wants to Go to Sleep, and then another one, The Elephant That Wants to Go to Sleep, and then the one he played for me at the party was The Tractor Who Wants to Go to Sleep. Oh, I said, wow, these sound great. He, you know, I listened to some of them, and it's like very soporific. So yeah, this would work. You know, all parents are going to be, you know, keen on getting that. And they're not cheap, like 14 euros or something for, you know, for one of his books. So I think his wife was saying, she said to him, CJ, play John, you know, the tractor that wants to go to sleep. I said, CJ? Are you telling me his name's CJ? <laughs> his wife's called Linda. I said, yes. Oh, well, that's a, that's a hell of a lot easier than whatever he said before. <laughs> I've taken the mickey a little bit. And he said, well, it's short for Carl Johan. I said, Carl Johan, is that what you've been saying? <laughs> so we said it so fast, I, I, oh, I didn't get that at all. He said, yes, that's my name, Carl Johan. I said, oh, well, so now I know. <laughs> and then Carl, the other Carl, who's the host, he said, that's my name too, you know. He said, I spoke with a K. I said, so you're both called Carl Johan? <laughs> yes. I said, oh, popular name then, isn't it, in Sweden? <laughs> Anyway, CJ was, uh, I'm going to call him CJ from now on because it's easier to remember. I don't think he likes CJ as much, so perhaps I won't. But, uh, yeah, you know, big, big guy. But I'm not big, I mean, yeah, he was a big guy, but I mean, famous guy. And then, uh, and then <clears throat> there was a little bit of a hush. And I think Michelle and all Swedes are somewhat in awe of the neighbour, our neighbour, not hers, but one up from, two up from her, one up one next to us, called Vanilla Walgren, who's like, I, I can't think of an equivalent, but she's like a social media and TV star. I, I don't know, Scylla Black, something like that, I don't know. <laughs> Quite can't really think of an equivalent. You know, the Kardashians would be too big. Um, but anyway, she's, she's a big noise in Sweden. So she eventually came in. Um, she didn't, I didn't think she came for lunch. Actually, uh, I digress slightly because um, Michelle asked me if I, I'd, I'd make ribs as one of the plates, you know, I had like this buffet-style lunch. So I made the ribs, and uh, I have to say, their daughter, Wilhelmina, who's just had her 11th birthday, she came up to me. I tell you, she made my heart melt. She said, your ribs are the best ribs I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Ah, uh, that's it. I shouldn't give myself backhanded compliments. I was only saying that because I thought she's so sweet. <laughs> but anyway, so um, yeah, we had this you know, entrance from Penilla and her new boyfriend, Christian. You know, see, if I was social media sort of guy, you know, I'd be tweeting this and posting this and God knows what. But luckily I'm not. 
Um, well, I suppose I am podcasting it, aren't I? <laughs> what am I talking about? I am a social media guy. Um, yeah, but I'm not doing it for that reason. Anyway, I, you know, I was introduced to her. She's lovely. She's tiny. And I'm not at all, but she's short and sweet, you know. And, and because I didn't know who she was, um, I wasn't kind of like fawning. And uh, she was really nice, smiley, you know, a little bit kind of concerned about how much time she spends everywhere and with everyone. So to try and make sure she got around everybody, which is good because that meant I could speak to her boyfriend, Christian. Very nice guy, German. Quite serious. I was telling him about my escapade on this very road looking for wild boar. <laughs> and he was not impressed. He shouldn't do that. <laughs> anyway, we got to, uh, I don't know, God knows what we were talking about, but. As they left, Christian said to me, John, I must have said, you know, I like music. I did say I like music. I could hear his music in the morning playing from his terrace. I said, I really love your music. It's great. And uh, I said, yeah. I was like, out my terrace, reading the newspaper, you know, moving around a bit to the music. He said, oh, you like to dance? I said, well, yeah. <laughs> he said, okay. Well, you and Christina will come over and Panilla and I will... We'll all dance. <laughs> I thought that sounds that sounds like a tragedy about to happen. Anyway, luckily they've gone now. They're only here for a short weekend, so <laughs> don't have to do that yet. But um, one thing unfortunate that, ha- that was happening during the otherwise perfect party was um, a strong, pungent wafting aroma of sewage kept, kept coming over the over the you know the, onto the terrace <laughs> everyone was being awfully polite but you know couldn't, you couldn't mistake it <clears throat> anyway afterwards when everybody had gone you know I said to Carl you know I think there's a, there's a sewage pipe that goes underneath our terraces here and I think it might be broken you know somewhere <laughs> underneath your, your terrace we looked over and just about make it out through the undergrowth and yes there was a crack in it I said you know that, that, that's probably it he said oh god you know we've been suffering with this for, for months I said well I think you know we could probably get that fixed so I got in touch with the, you know the administration the guys that do all that kind of work and uh, we got it fixed <laughs> we got it fixed within about three days Carl was you know he was, he was doing somersaults. He was so happy, it wasn't he? Runes. Anyway, we got that done. <sighs> so yeah, we've been mixing with the, <clears throat> the stars of, you know, literature and uh, TV <laughs> in Sweden anyway. And then, uh, well, what else have we been doing? A lot of kind of swimming and exercising and organizing, fixing things in the house. And, uh, well, last night, actually, we went out again <clears throat> with our, the people who used to live in Penilla's house, a UK couple called Carol and Jim. And uh, they invited us, well, they invite us or we invited I can't remember. But anyway, we went to a place called Vanity. 
it's just a sort of a restaurant that's been under various different management teams, but the latest one is, I don't know what you would call it, half Spanish, half Indian. Quite good, quite good. Um, <laughs> and they had live music. I was a bit wary of that. But they had live music as entertainment, which kicked up <clears throat> as we were getting towards the end of our meal. And I was just, you know, fooling around a bit. This one lady singing with a microphone wandering around the tables. You know, she came up to our table and <laughs> just kind of moving the old shoulder dancing. <laughs> and uh, I shouldn't have done that because that, that attracted her over. And uh, <laughs> she said to Christina, is this yours? <laughs> like pointed to me like an object. <laughs> is this yours? And Christina, you know, immediately said, no. <laughs> Thanks, Christina. <laughs> so I was, uh, you know, getting the attentions of the singer. <laughs> uh, anyway, it was, it was good. And, uh, yeah, we actually tried out the Uber, Spanish Uber. Eventually got, you know, my phone switched over to these Spanish phones and and uh, it works. But it, sorry, very expensive. You know, it was like 30 euros to get there and 30 euros to get back. The meal was only about 50 euros, uh, maybe 60. But uh, anyway, it's better than drinking and driving, that's for sure. So that was last night's little uh, uh, entertainment. And uh, we have, what have we got? Today, nothing. And then tomorrow, oh, well, we've got a couple coming to us, actually, for Sunday lunch. They also live in the village. Um, Christina's been training, training them. So she invited them to come over for Sunday lunch which was nice, and then she was telling, or I was telling them that last night at the table that we were doing that, and uh, Jim, who's a bit of a wag, he thinks he's a bit of a wag, Jim, he said, oh, okay, what time? <laughs> Christina said, oh, right, 1.30. Said, okay. Well, he's joking, you know, and then Christina, of course, says, oh, no, no, you can come if you want to come. And he's going, no, I'm kidding. Said, no, seriously, Christina's like getting herself into trouble here. Say, no, seriously, you come if you want to come. And he said, uh, Whoa, what are you cooking? You know, still joking. He said, Lamb. Oh, I love lamb. Right, two o'clock, one thirty. Anyway, it's worked out that they are coming. <laughs> so, and of course, I'm cooking it, so I'm going to have to go out and buy that today, which I don't mind at all. I quite like all that. But, uh, yeah, so we've been quite busy. What with one thing and another, and a lot of nice uh, zooming in with our friends from America, and even actually had a zoom in with one of my old school friends. I haven't seen him for about 30 years. He, he's got a place in the south of France, so Saint Raphael, I think, somewhere near Saint Tropez. And so, yeah, we had a zoom call with him, and we had a lovely well, God, uh, one of our greatest friends in America is um, Burns. Jansen Phil and Jan, dare I say it, had a big birthday uh, on the 23rd. Was that Sunday? It might have been. Um, 
Come on, I'm waiting for Rooney here. He's hanging around sniffing something. And uh, so, um, we had a call with them when they were just having their pre-dinner, pre well, pre-lunch sort of drinks on the beach. And then I was well surprised to be woken up on Monday morning by Christina with the phone on a Zoom call with Janice and Philip, 13 hours later or whatever it was, who were just kind of finishing. So that's, that's a marathon. That's a good effort, Jan and Phil. <laughs> they were still up, you know, in the good spirits. Come on, Rooney. Can we, can we go? Whatever it was, I have a feeling this is, this is the untarmacked area. And I have a feeling this is where the pigs have been rooting up the, uh, the earth. They made a heck of a mess around here. Are you actually going to come, Runes, or are we going to stand here all day? He said, no, stand here all day. Right, well, I'm going to go. Um, so, yes, we've been busy with all kinds of things. And, uh, yeah, it, it still continues to be a very positive experience. I, I've been busy, you know, work-wise, well, you know, work. Um, hesitate to use that word, but uh, yeah, I've been busy with um, my website. I'm getting a website going. It's going to be called Stats Expo. Stats with a Z or a Z. God, uh, the pigs have really ripped up the earth here. God, they must be strong. Um, yeah, so I was writing a copy and, and had a meeting or two with the web designer to get my website up and running. And the uh, ultimate goal is to, uh, you know, to act as a, as a consultant for the events industry. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, so I think he said it's going to take about 25 days from start to finish. So probably another about, I don't know, 20 days to go for the launch of Stutz Expo. Um, yeah. So you can hear it, hear that. That's a frog. See, I noticed last week, and I apologise for this, because I was using my new Chinese phone. Um, I don't know whether it's a phone or, or, or just something in settings, but, uh, oh, hear that. I think that could be our, uh, Warbler. Um, yeah, I noticed that the background music was drowning out my voice, so it's hard to actually hear what I was saying. So if you did try and listen to the Wild Boar podcast, apologies if you couldn't really hear a lot of it. So I've, I've actually gone back to my original phone, see if that makes any difference. I hope it does. But um, yeah. Seems like technology catches me up. These houses around here, you know, they're big. I mean, really big. 
I told you about the Tom Jones house, that's, that's dead ahead. And uh, a few others. They're, they're all, you know, huge. Uh, so sort of carved out of the mountain, they sort of get some flat space. Oh, this guy's beginning to look rather appealing. Uh, I haven't really given you much in the way of wildlife today, have I? have been talking about parties and stuff. Well, I can tell you that I've become quite familiar with the kestrels. Three of them, beautiful creatures. They must live somewhere, nest somewhere around the village because I see them most days and they fly with, with the swallows. Um, and they're, you know, they're elegant and fast. Not as fast as the swallows, obviously. <clears throat> but uh, I don't know if they're trying to catch them or if they're just, you know, flying with them. But, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're great to watch. I can get them really well with the binoculars. And the other, uh, bigger, buzzard, well he's not a buzzard, he's an eagle, the two of them, is this pair of booted eagles. And, and it's amazing, I don't even have to go for a walk to find them. They soar above our house, uh, over the terrace. I can just sit there in the, uh, you know, in the chairs and, um, oh, I'm going to have to turn off a sec, there's somebody here. Um, and they, uh, they soar right, right above us. Beautiful. Hey, Chris. How are you? <laughs> you didn't recognize him without him. <laughs> ah. <laughs> hey, hey, whoa, 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 sorry. <laughs> I suppose around here. Hey, can you calm down? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I suppose there's no traffic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can calm down. Right, stop, stop. Stop. Well, he, he loves to play. But, uh, 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 Rooney, Rooney. He will if I'm shouting loud enough. Whoa! That's like. <laughs> a little bit of uh, gymnastics. Right, finish now, you too. Oh, I really like that, didn't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, mine too did, isn't A little it? bit of a play. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Don't do it. Oh. You're supposed to have them on leads all the time, aren't you? I know. Oh, God, here comes some more. My, my, my worry with them is, the thing is, that's what they want to do. Play, yeah. It's a shame they can't, really. Yeah, I know. There's a group of people that go on Sundays to Benavis. Yeah. And they park down where the football thing is. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this is around like half past nine and like sort of go in a pack. Yeah. The dogs have a <laughs> I bet they do. They literally jump There's in the river. Three more coming now. Do you know these three? Yeah. Ah. Jump in the river and. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've, I've been for a walk. Rooney, come here. I'm going to put him on the leash just in case. Because I mean, he, he and Recall, once he stops moaning things, it's like, 
Right. Well, they're having such fun. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky with him because he will respond. Yeah. You know, he's not always immediately, but eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not, he's not too crazy. Hello. <laughs> this will be a challenge. Here, do you want me to help? <laughs> That's a handful. Three at once. <laughs> oh, they're good though. They're good as gold. That's just luck. That's just luck. Oh really? We should go. Well, I can't get him to go anywhere in the car because he's terrified of cars. So we're kind of at the moment we're stuck on this route, which is good enough. Yeah, no, but it's not bad. I mean, I'm. Um, no, I don't know. I mean, I, my two are the same getting him in the car, but I think I sort of the, at least think there's something nice at the end of it. Yes. Well, I'm I'm waiting until we're not in a rental car because he makes a mess. He salivates. So when it's our car, it doesn't matter. But uh, with a rental car, they're going to say, oh, you know, you're going to have to pay for a complete clean or something. Yeah, I mean, I've, so. got, to, I've, got, I've got a rug on the back of the car. Actually. Well, we have. Not they really do anything to be honest. These don't do, they just destroy. They go like statues. Don't move. Yeah, but he, he, he's like a tap. He's like a leaking tap. He just, you know, no, non-stop. Yeah. So I don't like to put him through it. Yeah. Once, once we've got our cars here and I can put all the big mats out, yeah. then we'll try again. But uh, yeah, well, there's so many. Don't do them that often. No. I mean, said that you should see them when when they were in a pack. I was like, going, is this the dog? Oh well, maybe a bit of uh, group therapy. Yeah. What he needs. All right. Well, good to see you. Yeah, you too. All right, Runes. Let's let you go. So that's Chris, who has just moved here to Laharedi. She lived in Madrid. Her husband just died, sadly. So she's come to start a new life here. She's got these two lovely, uh, well, I think they're golden retrievers, but uh, beautiful dogs, but they're a handful. So uh, she has them on her like a double leash, which is, must be difficult. But luckily, I, I'm blessed with the anti ruins because you you don't need to be on a leash because you'll come back, Michael. Well, you don't want to over-egg the custard, Rooney. Really. Not always. But uh, where was I? I have no idea. This has been a mess, this podcast. I've lost the first version of it. Somehow I wasn't recording. Am I still recording now? That'd be, that'd be good, wouldn't it, if I lost it again? Let's see. Oh, no, still recording. Oh, yeah, okay, done 34 minutes. Perhaps we should go into the close now.
Rooney, what do you think? Probably yes. All right. Well, we'll move along into the next section. Well, we have a very excitable Rooney at the moment. <laughs> oh, you best mood you've been in all week, I think. Had a bit of a glump midweek, not quite sure why. Perhaps it was the weather. But uh, he's in a good mood now. So, yeah, we'll move towards the close now. Get back and have some breakfast. See if uh, Christina's up. <sighs> yes, yeah, so I, you know, I've been busy. It's funny because I, I usually like get enough time to do some reading every day, but not not here. I haven't had time to do much. You know, I've got like three, four books on the go at the moment. I haven't made almost no progress in any of them. Um, although I have, I am pleased that my economist has started to arrive. <clears throat> you know, that's the print edition. I like to read it in print. I've been, I've been trying to read it, you know, online. It's just not as good, is it? But, uh, I don't know why. Well, I do know why, because it's life more technological these days, but it's very difficult these days to move countries in some respects, because things like your cell phone, well, you know, you change your number, your cell number, and it's like changing your identity. Especially when it's things like banking apps and stuff like that, because now this, you know, um, what do they call it? It's two-stage authentication stuff they do, you know, to, just to prove it's really you. They'll send you a text to your cell with a code in it, and then you have to get that code and enter that code into, you know, your app to prove it's really you. Any transactions, you've got to do all that. Well, yes, but you change your cell number and you can't. <laughs> My Bank of America app, you know, I've been trying to, so as I can switch off my American phone because it's costing me a fortune. Oh, let's get past here rooms before they bark at us again. They don't have, the, they, they haven't thought that one through. So, you know, you cannot change a telephone. You can, well, no, you cannot change the number that they use for authentication once you've given it to them. It's like, no, that's it. You've got to keep that number forever. Hello. There's no need for that. No need. No need. So I got onto them and I said, you know, there's actually no way of changing myself. He said, yes, that's correct. There is no way of changing it. He said, that's a problem to lots of people who've moved overseas. <laughs> I said, I bet it is. He said, well, they're going to fix it, but they haven't done it yet. It's going to be in July. There's going to be some new that you've got to buy yourself a new security thumb drive and then when the app comes out or the solution comes out you can use that so i've ordered one <laughs> so i've got to keep my annoying american cell phone just for that <clears throat> but anyway your phone is is like your passport these days you know if you uh if you lose your phone you're in trouble 
I've got all my credit cards, various different you know, app payment methods sort of scanned into my phone. <laughs> I don't know how secure all that is. Hello. You've got to hear that guy. He's a maestro. Yeah, that's a, that's a good song. So, uh, yeah, I suppose that's what's been taking my time. Hours and hours, you know, online and on the phone with all these services that you're trying to change your address and telephone numbers too. I'm determined to do it though. It's, uh, it's just time consuming and there's always a solution to every problem, eventually. You just have to be persistent and persevere and not get annoyed because if you get annoyed and then you kind of do something stupid like who was telling me that they they keep putting their fist through their screen <laughs> that's the definition of stupidity isn't it <laughs> I can't remember but anyway we're making progress I mean we're physically here we've got our meetings for our residency uh uh, cards coming up on the 8th of July or uh, June rather oh that's going to be an interesting one I'm sure there'll be a few issues but we'll deal with those as we encounter them and uh, so we've got that Christina's already got her kind of uh, her fitness you know world working I'll go get my consulting world up and running and then that's it this new base, new headquarters. So we'll call ourselves Rooney. We'll call ourselves Stutz Expo Global Enterprises now. <laughs> anyway, um, I, th I think probably we've waffled on for long enough, don't you, Rooney? We should let these people have been good enough to listen. And thank you for listening. We'll let them go now and enjoy their weekend, <coughs> excuse me, weekend or <coughs> whenever you're going to listen to this. But I do want to say thank you for listening because <laughs> I'm going to sound like a sort of social media nerd now, but I do see the analytics and, and it's really rewarding to see that uh, there are people listening to these podcasts. So, you know, I hope it's good. And, um, and uh, we'll talk again. It might not be for a week. I seem to be sort of having the interval naturally sort of spread itself out into weekly intervals. If, of course, if anything really fun happens in the meantime, I'll, I'll do one before. But if not, we'll talk again next weekend. <laughs>